The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. So my guest today is Sergeant Latty. He has been a law enforcement officer for 16. Probably I'm going to guess his most important job in the world is that of a father. He's a dog handler uh, for over four years experience. At this stage, he went to high school in Texas where he was a wrestler. Uh, in his 20s, he became a bodybuilder competing for over a decade. At 39 years young, and I say that because I took it up at 47, Sashin. He took up Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Uh, you're just a spring chicken. Uh, and But then four years later, COVID struck. He decided to put a bit of a halt to his jiu-jitsu training because all the gyms were closing. And in August 2020, despite hating running, he decides to hit the pavement. Fast forward to June 2021, and he's running almost 100 kilometers a week. He's organized a run to remember, which raised over $20,000 for veterans, the Royal Canadian Legion. I believe it's the British Columbia and Yukon chapter, uh, which for New Zealanders listening is like the Retired uh, Servicemen's Association. Uh, he's been diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression himself. In 2022, he runs even further. Uh, he's doing a number of 100k runs. You're mad. And in 2025, he'll, he'll run, you must hear that quite a bit. He will run across yep. Canada. Uh, when he does this, he will be the first law enforcement officer and man of colour to do so. Uh, he currently owns nine pairs of running shoes. We'll get to that later on as well. In his own words, he is a man on a mission. Uh, he will run 7,296 kilometers in 65 days, which works out to roughly about 112 kilometers a day, which will be the fastest anybody has ever run across Canada. It's my great pleasure and privilege to introduce Sachin Letty. Welcome to the Cappuccino, brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, more than welcome. Okay, what we do is we do a speed round dedicated to what I think is the world's greatest police movie, uh, Speed, starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. So, seven quick fire random questions so that people get to know you a bit better. Coffee, how do you have it? Say again? Coffee, how do you have your coffee? Oh, I have, a, I usually like a medium roast uh, with a couple uh, sweeteners, maybe stevia or Splenda in it. All right, That's okay. about it. Now, being a dog handler, because I know that dog handlers play this game, they hear dogs' names and they go, oh, man, I'm going to save that name for the next time I get a dog. What's the best dog's name that you've never had for a dog? Ooh. You know what, man? That's a tough one. I'll tell you why. Um, so historically, and I'm sure you probably understand this, anytime you speak to a canine handler or a dog handler, um, it's been their life's ambition to be a dog handler, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I became a dog handler and, um, you know, I, I, I look at it more as a, uh, as a position rather than, um, you know, in a tool. So yeah. for me, I'm not the best person to ask about <laughs> that question. <laughs> uh, that's all good. That's all good. No worries. Okay. What's yeah. the one song, be it for jujitsu competition bodybuilding or we always get such and letty pumped up ready to go hmm well that's Ooh. a tough one again look look i'm a 
I'm a fairly cerebral individual, so it depends upon my mood, right? right. And, um, you know, sometimes, like, uh, I don't, before jiu-jitsu competitions, um, I never, I don't try to get pumped up, to be honest. Like, I'm just kind of relaxed or try to relax as much as I can. Yeah. So if I'm listening to music, it'll be more of a meditative kind of relaxing, repetitious kind of melody. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it completely, completely understand. <laughs> uh, now you're really big on Instagram for past, uh, posting the books that you are reading. What's the last book that you've read from cover to cover? Mm, from cover to cover, eh? Ooh, because <laughs> I know that you're really good at highlighting well, bits and pieces, and yeah. Well, you know what? What I do, right? Like, um. I'm on a very specific phase in, in, in my progress right now. And I, I, I try not to read books from cover to cover at the moment, mm -hmm. just because I'm, uh, I'm looking for explicit information from whichever book I'm reading at the moment. So, um, so it would be a while ago from the last book I read cover to cover was Extreme Ownership. That was about a year and a half ago I read that one. Yeah, I get it. I've read it. I hear you. Um... What's something that you know about New Zealand, Sashin, off the top of your head? Any, anything? A friend of mine used to be a police officer there. Boom, there we go. Oh, awesome. Uh, your favourite movie? Jesus. <laughs> Listen, man, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> no, so it's all movies. good. It's all good. Um, let me think. Um, favourite movie? I'll tell you my favourite book that what, they did a terrible job on the movie. Go on. That. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah, my favorite, yeah. my favorite book, but um, uh, terrible job on the films. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, less <laughs> less said about the movie, the better. Okay, here's yeah. one for you then. If it wasn't for running, if sorry, if it wasn't running, what else would you do to get across Canada to raise money for veterans? So you could anything you want. You could cycle. You could roll a blade. You could hop. You could skip. What what would you do? Cycle. Boom. There you go. All right. Now, I searched running across Canada on the web in preparation for our um, little chat here, right? And one of the best answers I got was, you know that Forrest Gump isn't a real movie, don't you? You know it's <laughs> not a real story. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, then, cool. Right. So, so Sasha, in the middle of a pandemic, you decide to hit the pavement and start running. Now, I know a few bodybuilders, and I know quite a few people who do jiu-jitsu as well. And to be fair none of us are really fans with about running unless it's a necessary evil to increase increase our cardio so why running for you because i mean you're a big man um it's not something that bodybuilders naturally do you guys normally walk on the treadmills for hours to get get yeah. the body fat down <laughs> well you're exactly right um i haven't so when i started running i hadn't run since high school and i'm 44 so it's been at least 20 odd years since i've actually ran ran so what led me to running? Um, so the pandemic, like it, oh, many people, affected a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it uh, affected my mental health quite significantly because I wasn't able to... Uh, I didn't have very many of my coping mechanisms at the time. Yeah. And uh, it was a, the last four years have been very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so <clears throat> I was going through a divorce and a separation. 
And um, through that, um, pandemics happened right like at the beginning sort of portion of that, um, or really at the tail end, however you want to look at it. And I was going through a lot of uh, depression and it was a hot mess. <laughs> now, having said that, um, I was trying to find ways to like manage my mental health. And it was getting to a point where it was getting kind of touch and go. Like I had a major depressive episode, um, you know, dealing with the divorce, finances, like all that, you know, the, everything that kind of is associated with that mm -hmm. was really hit me hard. And I was, I was desperate. Like I was pretty desperate to find something and, I was using jujitsu quite heavily because, I mean, like, you know, it's an amazing way to connect with people and uh, the camaraderie and um, everything about it was really helpful with my mental health. And I didn't know at the time that's what it was doing. I, you know, as a guy um, growing up, I'd never really paid too much attention to my mental health. So I just kind of grinded, did my own thing day to day. And when I hit that wall, then I, I uh, figured, okay, wait, you know, I need to take a step back and reflect as to what's going on here. And really my divorce and separation precipitated a lot of reflection and uh, where I found myself and I wanted to make some changes in my life. And the first step was addressing my mental health. And um, anyway, so the uh, jujitsu closing, I had a breakdown. And uh, I, at that roundabout time, I had uh, started reading Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. <laughs> I, I didn't read it all, to be honest. I read the first maybe a couple chapters. Yeah. And the first couple chapters was enough. I didn't really need to read the whole thing at the moment. I'll probably get go back to it and read the rest of it. But the first couple chapters I read, and it resonated with me because uh, at the time, I like to have thought I was such a person. <laughs> right yeah. like yeah. i like to think i was a, a goggins-esque individual yeah um and not really understanding what that meant um so i i i, I wanted to challenge myself so i started running and i, I scheduled you know short sort of runs because i wasn't really good i was sitting around at that time maybe 190 pounds uh 10 body fat 12 body fat something like that and, you know, decent shape. Jiu-Jitsu I was doing decently, but was a bit of a break because of the pandemic. I was still lifting quite often. And the running started. So uh, it was not good. <laughs> I was like doing 5K three times a week. It was uh, quite difficult. But to answer your question, uh, I started running because I was forced to. Yeah, I get it. Um, can you remember your very first run that you did? And how horrible was it? Because, I mean... I've just started running again, and I, my goal is not to do 100 kilometers. I'm too old. Uh, but to run maybe like five or six and do that like three or four times a week just to keep my cardio up and everything else with jujitsu. <clears throat> and my first couple of runs have been horrific. I've been looking at my watch going, that time has stopped, surely. Oh, no, it's just me. I'm going that slow. Um, so can you remember your first run? Was it, was it bad? Yeah, it's about the same as what you just described. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but honestly, it was shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know what it was doing. Look, look, for me, it was for me, it was something like, oh, running. Like we all do that. Like, oh, yeah, it's normal. Like it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I didn't really give it the respect at the beginning that it probably needed. Mm -hmm. Right? It's 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 a, it's a it's a very distinct sport. 
So, for example, if you're going to go jujitsu when you first start, you're going to get, you know, you're going to look into the right gi and, and all this type of stuff that you're going to prepare to start doing that that new sport, right? Yeah. So for me, I didn't do that. And I don't know why, I guess, because we think we grow up running and we're all good at it um, or my ego got in the way or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so I didn't do that. And I, I, I paid for it. Right. Yeah. And um, so it was difficult. The first few 5K for me, uh, I didn't have a frame of reference either because 20 odd years I hadn't run. So I didn't know what was good or what wasn't good. <laughs> so it was a lot. Of, and for me, I need to, I, for me, that's imperative. I need to know where I sit. And right. if I don't, then I don't know how to progress. So I need some sort of benchmark, something. And yeah. then I can start going from there. Right. So I think my first time was like 35, 37 minutes for 5K. Excellent. Like I don't feel that bad then. That's all good. We're about the same. So that's all good. Yeah. All right. yeah. Now you've spoken about COVID and how lockdown was, I'm going to say, not very good for you. Um, yeah. And obviously you are through that storm as much because you must be, you're lining up to run Canada and do these 100K runs. And we all know that it's a, a work in progress. Every day is just another day and you keep moving forward. Um, with regard to your job and your mental health and how you coped, um, law enforcement officers are particularly bad at being honest with themselves, as we both know. Um, and having a look, they tend to do that thing of, there's the wall in front of me. If I just keep smashing my head against it, then I'll go through it eventually, which is not right. We know it's not right. Um, yeah. Do you think it's because of the the, the the culture that we sort of work in? Or do you just think it's that thing of, you're seen as, well, it might even be both, that sort of, Mr. Resilient to all your friends and your family and everything else. So you you kind of, well, I'm going to say Mr. or Mrs. Resilient, I should say. Um, do you think it's that combination of those two things which kind of leads us down that path of we don't like to ask for help, we don't like to be seen to be vulnerable, and we certainly don't like to acknowledge that we have some weaknesses? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a good question. <clears throat> Thought a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I think uh, it's probably a combination of things for me. I yeah. mean, I can only speak for myself. I can't yeah. really speak to too many other people. Um, so one thing is I didn't even know I had an issue, right? Yeah. So it's hard to know if you have an issue or not if you don't uh, reflect on how you're functioning on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Well, sometimes being around other people helps you do that right so like yeah. if you're engaging with other people you have friends and things like that you can see where you're kind of sitting in and and if, if you're a little bit low well something's going on there so mm -hmm. i generally historically throughout my entire life have been somewhat of a loner mm -hmm. to a certain degree like i don't i haven't engaged with tons of people like i have friends obviously but it was um, yeah, we're going out for drinks or we're, you know, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of blown off steam in that culture. Right. So I don't think it was really conducive to my mental health, um, mm -hmm. that environment only until I was allowed, uh, afforded a bit of a space and time to reflect on where I was, was able to actually see that there was issues. Right. Yeah. So like, um, and also being, being myself, I, I uh, you know, I'm a 
fairly fit guy. Um, I look a certain way. I present myself in a certain way. So, um, you know, generally, my guess would be people wouldn't suspect that I would have that many issues mm -hmm. or that I'm struggling that much because I am that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you, you know, like I'm, I'm that guy that people think can handle all kinds of things. The reality is I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And things became too much for me. And I needed some time away from work, right? Yeah. And um, uh, without that time away, I, have, I wasn't able to process a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. And like many of us, we, we all have trauma. Um, some of us may respond differently to whatever those traumas are. I know I have had trauma from a child all the way until now, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. all kinds of trauma and i've never processed any of them i just lived my life and did my thing and i'm surprised i made it as far as i did well <laughs> to be honest kudos to you my friend yeah yeah and um so anyways the the, the pause i've taken a basically unplugged for three years i've taken a break for three years from any forward movement any forward progression i wanted to just settle my own restlessness yeah, I hear you. Um, so through the process of running, training, and then this Instagram and social media, meeting all kinds of people such as yourself, and this sort of greater community is starting to really open my eyes a lot more. Hmm. And I see a lot of um, gaps mm -hmm. and a lot of opportunities that help can be given in those gaps so i'm just trying to do my part um that i feel anyway so what i'm trying to say is that run last year on the 7th of november changed my life yeah okay and it changed my life because i i felt after the run and the impact we created and the amount of uh, i don't know the people that we touched through the process I mean, $21,000 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that blew me away. And I'm not a guy who's ever in my entire life done anything like that. Mm -hmm. I've never fundraised. I've never done, like, I've been pretty selfish most of my life, to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I wasn't thinking about myself and I started thinking about others at the same time, I uh, changed my life. So now... I'm on this different journey. I'm on this different path that I'm going to put my all 1000% into, and then we'll see what happens out of it. Um, I don't plan on, I don't plan on ever going back to work, to be honest. I, I this is my new direction, right? Yeah. This is, this is my life. Now, what's that mean? I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it is what it is. I suspect when you do the trip across Canada, there's going to be a lot of uh, speaking engagements for you, my friend. That's what I do. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what? You're probably right. And and if there is, great. And if there isn't, that's fine too. Um, mm. I've realized through this whole journey, I don't need much. No. I just I just need a couple things. My daughter needs to be happy and, and be taken care of. And I don't need a lot of things, yeah. right? Uh, what makes me happy and fulfilled is doing what I'm doing right now, like talking to you, 
Yeah. Um, that helps me. And, and if that helps anyone else, that's awesome. And um, what else also I, I appreciate is not having to have a lot of things so that I could do the things that I want to do that fulfill my life. Right. And what that means is um, trying to maximize my skill sets for the collective. So if I'm, if I have certain skills or a certain aptitude or capability, it's my obligation to maximize those skill sets for the collective. So if I'm someone who can run across Canada, and if I'm someone who has the opportunity and the flexibility to invest a lot of time to train in order to break a record that hasn't been broken in over 30 odd years, well, then I'm going to try to figure that out. And, um, and I know I can do it. So I, that means I should. And if I can do that, and it's not really about me breaking a record. I, I want to make sure that I'm clear on this for everybody who's listening. It's the record is a vessel to get attention for what we're trying to do. Yeah. Right. So running is just a vessel. It's a tool. I don't even care about running. I would have done anything that would have got attention. Mm -hmm. So if it's running, that get, look, the only reason I'm running because everyone knows that it's hard. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah. Everyone can relate to it. If I say 100 kilometers, everyone understands that distance. If I say I'm a, I am a blue belt masters a world champion, no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So I can't connect with anyone there. So I have to figure out a way to connect with as many people as possible. And I think this is the best way to do that, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm using that, um, the mission or the task or whatever you want to call it, the 65 days as a tool to get attention for the issue that we have, which is first responders and veterans, mental health issues and occupational stress injuries, and trying to get the attention for that. And the goal when I'm running across Canada is going to be an astronomical goal. Because that's all it needs to be, a $1 million sort of raising of funds, breaking a record, and then engaging with as many people as possible on every single level to help as many people as possible. So what I mean by that is I'm Indo-Canadian, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how big the uh, Indian community is in New Zealand, but it's fairly large here. It's uh, probably about, having been to both countries, it's about the same size. Okay, great. Yeah. So... Um, so now the, the, the other community I belong to is the Punjabi Sikh community, mm -hmm. right? And it's a fairly um, philanthropic and service-oriented community. Now, as you can imagine, being the first person of color to ever run across this country, and then also being someone from that community, that entire community will mobilize to do things as soon as I suggest that. Now, if you're familiar with the Sikh community, every temple gives free food to anyone who comes to that temple. It doesn't matter what faith, creed, color. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone's welcome. So every city I go to when I'm running across this country, I'll make a call to action to every temple to serve food to the homeless in each of those communities. Mm -hmm. And that'll happen. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to figure out the best way we can engage with as many people as possible to uh, affect as much pos uh, positive change. As, so that's kind you, of where my head is. As you say that, I'd see this huge sea of orange running behind you. And in my brain, and I say this, having visited the temple quite a bit in my duties, yeah. 
Stay away from those sweet treats because they're going to knock you for six. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> if I was doing like a carb sugar based kind of diet, I'd probably be eating them all, all kinds of places, right? Yeah. Help me, help me keep going, going running. But um, so my whole life right now is consumed with how to do this and um, how to do it better and how to, optimize and maximize it and, and 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 i'm i feel blessed and honored to have the opportunity to be the person that's able to do it yeah that's it yeah that's an awesome thing it really is at what stage because you're out running you're worrying about your mental health battles that are going on as well and you're starting to think about veterans what what moment do you have your nero moment and you go i know you know what i could run 100k and raise money for veterans because i'm guessing it wasn't on your third or fourth run no so it's been uh it took me about a few months to get to that um actually no probably after three months i came up with the idea of running 100 kilometers so for me um i always have to set a massive challenge I, I don't know what it is about me. I don't know. Maybe it's me trying to seek validation or approval or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, just a, um, I have this sense of imposter syndrome where it's like too much. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I always have to outdo or outperform or out something. So um, I'd heard, you know, I listened to various podcasts, Joe Rogan and people like that. And he's had ultra endurance athletes. And so they all talk about hundred kilometers. So essentially that's what it was. And mm-hmm. luckily there, there is a training facility for the RCMP and for CBSA in the start location. So it just kind of worked out. Yeah. And, I, and, and we were running to the Vancouver international airport, which was hundred kilometers. So we can, now it started off with like 50, 75. And I was just trying to think, and then eventually it turned out to be a hundred and it came to that stage. But, um, it pretty soon after like running, I was thinking that because I was like, why not? If I'm running anyways, I'm going to run a hundred K. It makes only sense to do this to, to, to raise money for veterans and first responders. Cause I am one, I have friends and family that have been in the military and, and, and uh, I myself served for a short period of time. So I know, uh, you know, I have friends and family, you know, all kinds of people. So I don't know. It just uh, made sense to me. Mm. And it is a family. It's a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood. I mean, look, that's part of the reason yeah. I'm talking now. Um, exactly. Lo- lots of your Instagram posts, your website info, you diarize your journey, your doubts, your influences. Do you do this to help others to vocalize your internal thoughts or to settle them down or um, to the world? Or is it? both or is it some other reason because there's like since i started following you you know i've you're costing me a fortune in books that's all i'm going to say uh and you know i'll spin off on other stuff and i'm like yeah i'm gonna have a look at that That, that'll be good it's working for such i'm gonna see if that works for me no i'm not so interested in that so is it something you vocalize so that you can help other people or is it helping yourself at the same time or both 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 both. absolutely both because like i'm i'm using my instagram as a real-time uh, exploration of myself yeah right so it's almost like a real-time blog i'm some of the stuff that i'm saying is just really directed towards myself i'm not really trying to tell anyone anything to be honest because i'm right. not in a 
position to educate. I'm just someone going through a, a process and a journey and trying to figure my own self out. And through that, if I'm able to speak openly about it, and if it helps other people while I'm doing that, then awesome. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Because um, I know people have questions because I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. and I'm, I'm, um, and I'm not anyone special. Like people look at me for. It's kind of awkward to be honest, man. People recently, and not recently to be honest, it's been a long time because I've always been kind of somewhat active, and and people look at me as different or as uh, what's the term? Um, Inspirational. Gifted. No, you know, I would like maybe, but gifted or special or whatever it is. And the reality is, I'm not at all at all the reality is i just i'm consistent with what i do and um i gravitate towards that thing right so like for example there are people that are phenomenally better exponentially better than me at many 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 other things and um good because i can't be a doctor i just can't be and i can't be the best doctor on the planet but i can focus my energies physically to try to push the envelope because it doesn't bother me as much but sitting down for 15 hours to study that bothers me Mm. so it's just a different scale and i think sometimes people don't they don't look at it that way right Mm. they look at the physical as the sexy stuff you know it's cool it's like the it's like being the homicide detective or the drug guy you know it's like that right yeah um but it's sexy to be smart and all that other stuff too, right? Like, so it's got to be a, a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And I think the current climate from what I've seen and Goggins and people like that, they're not talking about the holistic perspective of it because those people and your Goggins, they are not just one element. They're everything, but they don't show it on their Instagram. No. I'm just trying to show the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. I completely get it. How hard has it been for you when people see you physically? I mean, physically strong. You're in a job uh, that you've kind of got to be resilient in. And I know some people will look at you and go, man, what worries has that guy got? And it's one of the things that always pops up on your Instagram and you say it in so many podcasts, it's unbelievable. I'm not perfect, folks. I've got some issues I need some help with and everything else. Um, We've spoken about it before, you know, about people having a stereotype and basing things on your looks and everything else. Um, is it hard to keep, I'm not going to say putting up your hand, but is it hard to show your vulnerability to people that you don't even know? Mm. It's getting easier. Yeah, yeah. It's getting easier. Because I'm doing it so often now, right? Yeah. Like at the beginning, it was tough. <clears throat> and it's still tough. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, no. I'm just, I'm practicing now trying to be really open with people so it's taken a lot of effort and practice like anything else like it takes mat time road work <laughs> right so yeah. what do i do to get better i gotta i gotta sit down with people every day to talk and open up and get more relaxed mm-hmm. so that's what i do every mm-hmm. single day i make an effort to talk to some one person i don't know yeah every day that's a great so thing. i make i make an effort to do that and then through that I'm learning. And through that endeavor, I meet new people. So now today, before I sat down with you, I was sitting down with a 21-year-old guy with his friend that I've been sitting with for the last two weeks, uh, three weeks. Every Tuesday, I've sit with them and and do coffee with them. And um, that only happened because I 
I took a moment to talk to a stranger at the gym. And then through that, talking to that stranger at the gym, now that young man who has no one to, who's around here to support him, no family, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Now he can talk to somebody if he needs any guidance or support or help. Just from me talking to one person. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I never did. Yeah. So that's an opportunity lost on helping somebody that I never did. So that's uh, regretful. Yep. Yeah, I get that. Has it surprised you? Because you talk about it. No, it's, I now use it in my, um, in my vocabulary, the collective. Has it surprised you about how big the collective actually is? This whole bunch of people that are doing amazing good shit that basically they they will help you out or they'll jump out and do stuff and like you'll post stuff on Instagram and you'll go, oh, I hope somebody listens to that. Next thing you know, you've got like a thousand reposts and people going, Sarge and Larry, he's the man, check him out, that type of stuff. Is that, has that surprised you, the level of support? Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's, um, uh, it's amazing, man. Like yeah. I tell you, it's, um, and it's, yeah, it's on Instagram, but it's actually coming into reality in real life too, right? Yeah. So, and I will never stop talking enough about my friend Seb Lavoie and my friend Sean Taylor. Like, I'll talk about those guys all day, every day, until whenever. Because mm-hmm. without their guidance either, I probably wouldn't be kind of uh, realizing my potential. Mm-hmm. Now, not saying that very without them, like, like, look, this has always been inside me. And this has always been someone I wanted to be. I just didn't know how to get to that, right? So what I was doing for a long time, really since um, last year, was searching for guidance. Because I've been at my work, a place of work for 17 years, right? And mm-hmm. I've exhausted every mentor there. I've learned everything that I can possibly learn or everything that I want to learn from that environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'd like to think I was good at my, or I'm good at my job. I'd like to think that I've done exceptional things. I'd like to think that I've done things that um, people would only hope to have experienced in their career. So having said that, I, um, you know, I, I, I was thirsty for knowledge. I, I wasn't learning anything. I wasn't growing anymore. I was just, blah, right? So I was, that's also probably what, uh, precipitated or not precipitated but what also probably contributed to some behaviors that wouldn't be um conducive to a positive environment right mm-hmm. so um anyway so I was, I was searching and i you know i ran into seb a few years ago and you know meeting him he was you know that guy legitimately thinks of the collective before anything else. And when you just mentioned the collective, did you realize how big it was? No, because Sean Taylor, I had a conversation with him months ago and he said, we we're talking about the collective and I was thinking about a way of defining it. I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, my family, my friends. And, and very clearly he looked at my face and he said, no, everyone is the collective. Yeah. So, so that means I don't get to decide who I get to help. If someone needs help and they're asking for it and I'm able to give it, I'm giving it, right? Simple. No, yeah. um, but what I need to do now is to, or what I have been doing is trying to 
um, develop myself so that I am worthy to do that. Mm. Right. So it's been taking me a couple of years. I'm getting to the stage where I'm still working on what I need to do. But by the time I finish running across Canada, absolutely. I'll be in a position to be a beacon, to be someone that's just helping. That's all I want to do, man. I don't need a lot of money. I figured out what I need to do in terms of like, um, uh, minimizing my costs mm -hmm. <laughs> so that I can <laughs> maximize my enjoyment and my uh, enrichment in life, right? So uh, <laughs> that's all it's about, man. Yeah, not wrong. Sean Taylor needs a hashtag whenever he does an Instagram post. He basically needs a hashtag that says next level because that guy's amazing. Every time I hear him speak, I'm just like, oh, dude, that's like right out of, outside of my realm of thinking. He's, yeah, he's a great He's a very... Um, He's a very interesting person. He thinks outside the box and he's very um, um, thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so I think that's, in, that's a very good, those are very good um, attributes to learn. Like if someone has those things, those attributes is very, you know, I'm, I feel fortunate to be around that, to be able to learn from that. Mm -hmm. And I think my mind already kind of works like that anyway. So it's mm -hmm. been kind of seamless to kind of, you know, um get some guidance from from him and from seb so anyway so the point being is um the collective uh is everyone yeah so how do we help everybody <laughs> not wrong no that's it that's the truth so in november 2021 you decide you are going to help some people and you run 100 kilometers in under 15 hours to raise over twenty thousand dollars for the british columbia yukon command legion foundation uh which is a fantastic effort but in 2022 uh you are having, in your own words, fundraising season, uh, where you do a number of 100k runs, culminating um, with your run to remember on November of this year coming, raising money for Honor House. At what stage did you think, hmm, 2022, here's an idea. You know, you, like you said, you've just run one and you have an amazing feeling. And I've done some stuff for charity as well. And I, I get the feeling that you get because it's, it's an incredible feeling. It's uplifting. You feel like you're contributing something. You feel valued and everything else. But at what stage, after your 100K run, do you go, you know what? We could go a little bit bigger. And in 2022, I could do like maybe six or seven of these. Yeah. Um, that's just what I do, man. Like that's I just kind of how I think yeah. anyway. So um, I, I honestly don't know what it is. I'm, I'm still on a path of trying to figure out why do I need to keep pushing mm -hmm. and why do I need to keep uh, going to the next level? I, I mean, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. I don't yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so, but for this year, it's been, actually, no, let me think about that carefully. I'll give you a better answer. Man. Um, why? Okay, so to expand is because I'm fulfilling who I was meant to be, right? Okay. So I'm reborn now. So for me, I'm just starting over. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last 17 years were good. We're only just training for what I need to do moving forward. So I'm an elite athlete. And I'm going to make myself into one now. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, I have to push the envelope. So now I've, I've, I'm all in now, right? I've taken time off of work to do this now. So mm -hmm. I'm not going back to work until I finish what I'm doing. And if that means I have to pay out of my own pocket, I'm paying out of my own pocket, 
right? Like to support myself to make sure that I can do this. And so what does that mean? Okay, now we're not alone. This is turning into something else now, right? If we're talking about running across Canada, breaking records, okay, well, now it's getting serious. Running 100 kilometers by myself, training myself, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Breaking a record to like significantly transform myself into an entirely new thing um, was, is going to need more. Right. So what does that mean? That means I've hired a, uh, a, a running specific coach. I've hired a nutritionist, someone who can help me, guide me very specifically through the new energy or uh, the energy that I'm going to need and the types of foods I'm going to need through these 12 or longer runs, 12 hour or longer ones. Right. So the type of diet and nutrition I know now yeah, I can handle. But if you're talking 25, 30, 40 hours of movement, changes everything. Absolutely everything. So I might actually have to change the methodology and, and style of nutrition to support what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that requires more input. So the team is growing now. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to engage with other um, companies to see if I can get fully sponsored by supplement companies. And I, there's a few things in the works right now. I'm just kind of working on the contracts and stuff. And mm-hmm. if, once those are completed, again, we'll, we'll post all that out. But a lot of amazing things are happening. So the reason why I'm doing even more is because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is why I do it. And this is, um, um, let me think, um, why am I pushing? Because this is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So I want to blow it up as much as I can. And that's what I do, right? So, um we're working on a documentary movie, right? So like, that's like, I'm, I'm got Nim's die in my, in my rear view mirror, or actually I got, he, I'm in his rear view mirror. I'm chasing him. Yeah. Right. So I've created in my mind is like, like a competitive sort of thing with Nim's dying. Like, well, okay, well, screw that. I can do like, so I'm just motivating myself. I'm just creating ways to, to, to fire myself up. And if anything, if I'm nothing else, I'm a passionate person. Mm-hmm. And once I start getting that sort of fire, man, uh, we went on a mental health walk on Sunday. There's a group of about 20 or 30 of us in, in just in the local park trail area. And, and all of them are just, they're not, um, they're all awesome people. All walks of life. Some are law enforcement, some aren't. Some are active, some aren't, right? Mm-hmm. And all of the, while we were there on our two hours, because I was going to go for a run afterwards. So we were there for two hours going for a nice little walk and they could just see me. I was like chomping at the bit, ready mm-hmm. to just kind of move. Cause I was like, you know, you know that feeling when you're ready yeah. to just kind of go. So they're all asking, Hey man, what's going on? I go, I- I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to run, man. Like, <laughs> just let me go. <laughs> so uh, that's the energy I got and it's infectious. So now I'm thinking I just need to get in front of people now. And as, as, long as, as, long, as long as they get in front of people and they hear the message and what we're trying to do, it's going to just start, you know, start percolating throughout other people. So yeah. that's the goal. Well, <laughs> in a week, and I'm going to say in your peak season, um, if there is such a thing for such, um, how many Ks are you running a week so that people have got some idea? Okay, so um, I was, so I have a run coming up on the 29th, so next week. So I've tapered down and I've, I'm changing a lot of my methodology now because I've hired the running coach. But what I was doing, I was leading up to about 75 to 100 kilometers a week. Mm-hmm. Right. Is what I was running, 100 kilometers a week. Okay. Which is a significant amount, I think. And that 
but what I've done now is because I'm have a run on the 29th, I'm going to be attempting a hundred miles in 24 hours on the 29th. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I'm doing is tapering down so I can save my legs for a bit. So this mm -hmm. week I'll be running only 45 or 50. And then, um, and then next week, maybe, a well, next week will be a lot less because I'll be really doing a lot next yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not wrong, not wrong. And yeah, like you said, there's a huge support team behind you when you do your runs and, and, and everything else. How big do you expect your support team? Actually, I already, I've answered this in my head already. How big do you expect your support team to be when you run across Canada? You're going to say all well, of Canada, aren't you? Actually, the whole planet, bro. Oh, boom, there you go. We'll leave it at that. That's awesome. That's the best answer we'll get. Uh, okay, so I noticed on Instagram you've started to change your diet from a carb energy source to yeah. fat energy source, right? So being a bodybuilder and a jiu-jitsu practitioner, how hard has it been? Because basically you've gone from uh, a grinding sport with jiu-jitsu, for instance. How hard has it been to completely flip that on its head and – um, I know that there's similarities between a runner's mentality and a jiu-jitsu practitioner's mentality, but the diet and the lifestyle are poles apart. Has that been really difficult for you to get your head around or not? Um, well, at the beginning, yeah. Well, at the beginning, everything was a transition because I still had the, I was still holding on to a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like mentally holding on to a lot. And through my conversations with Sean, he prepared me for everything that I was going to lose or not mm -hmm. lose, but, um, things that were going to change. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, the jujitsu, I had to make a tough decision because I knew it wasn't conducive to the ultimate goal. So I had to focus more energy just on to running. So I, I had to, I had to change things up. Yeah. And so it was a transit, a mental transition to, prioritize things differently in my own head so before it was like bodybuilding this boom boom one two three and then i had to get running up to the top and that took a process and then also it was a process look i you may think i look big but i'm a lot smaller than i used to be so mm -hmm. i'm sitting around 175 pounds now right mm -hmm. now that was a process as well for me to mentally uh transform my mentality into someone who doesn't identify as a certain look mm -hmm. so that took some time um and uh, and i'm there now so i'm i'm cool with the way i'm um and everyone may say oh you look great yes but everyone's perception is different mm -hmm. and my perception has shifted because i feel small now right mm -hmm. my arms are way smaller and all these types of things so but for me i don't care like it, it i'm i'm um doing a thing so my body has to um get conditioned for that thing right mm -hmm. <laughs> like anything yeah. else it's got to yeah. transform so um yeah uh, well you're inspiring a lot of people with your deeds and your message and everything else it's the pressure of what's to come and the expectations of your own and your profile getting bigger does it get to you sometimes when everything goes quiet do you feel it or do you is it like this uh, tidal wave of like positivity. I mean, it is what you make of it, but that, what what does it feel like when everything's gone? Yeah, down? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I. Um, I don't know if I see it as much as. Or wait, look, I, I can anticipate what things may turn into if 
everything I have planned in my head gets executed as I have it planned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, my life and everyone around me's life will be changed forever. Mm-hmm. Permanent, right? If I execute everything the way I, I see it. And the odds of me executing 100%, not great. The odds of me executing 85% are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if I can execute even 70%, that's awesome too. Yeah. So um, I think when I think about those things, I, I, I think about, okay, cool. I got enough time to prepare. I got two more years at least to go through the process of mentally preparing myself to be the person that is able to accept that responsibility and then um, execute against it. Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. And and if I don't, I'm keeping people around me that'll make sure that my ego doesn't get out of control because I know my weakness is my ego. I know that. Yeah. So I, I've strategically placed Sean and Seb pretty close next to me so they can smack my ass down whenever need me. (laughs) It's almost like you're reading my question because my next question is, believe it or not, who is your honesty stick? Who's the person that's going to give it to you right between the eyes, like David Goggins would, and say, Sachin, you're being a jerk. You need to pull this back in and sort your shit out. Sean and Seb. So, there you go. 100%. Right. Without their ears, man, without their voice, I'd be, uh, you know, there would be some some issues sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there will be some people saying, it's a, listen to this, well, that's okay for him. You know I mean? Look, he's a jiu-jitsu master's champ, he's a bodybuilder and everything else. So I can't even get around the block. Um, I can't make it, you know. Um, and yeah. I've heard lots of people say to me, um, you know, it's fine if you've got mental health issues to climb Mount Everest, but sometimes getting out of bed is a, a massive achievement in itself. What would, yeah. you say to, what would you say to those people if they were listening? Mm. Well, whatever your Mount Everest, whatever your run across Canada is, define what that is for you. Yeah and take steps towards achieving it. Mm-hmm. So if, if, the, if getting out of bed for you is your run across Canada, that's fine. Mm. It's all good. Yeah. Let's figure out a strategy to get out of bed. Because there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I've been in bed for a lot of time. Yeah. But I had to get out of bed. Look, I may look like I'm in shape. I was obese at one point. Yeah. Right? I was an over drinker. Right? I abused alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I've abused a lot of things in my life. So um, I, I really want to express to everyone who, who may be listening that I am absolutely the same as you. Mm-hmm. I was a piece of shit, straight up. Yeah, I was out of shape, bad behaviors, bad habits, um, a, a poor way of thinking. May, uh, a, not a growth mindset, a selfish mindset, toxic mindset, like all these things that people have. I have them mm-hmm. in spades, probably more than anybody else, right? <clears throat> but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So to start somewhere, if I looked at all of that shit that I need to fix, I wouldn't even start mm. because it'd be too much. <laughs> so the first thing I, the first thing I had to do was okay lift the blanket up yeah yeah and then the next step would be to get the leg out (laughs) yeah well and that's one of the things that you're really good at you don't do a hundred kilometer run just because you start running around the block and don't stop 
uh, one of the things that is apparent is uh, you and your team are meticulous planners with the way that everything goes. And like you say, if you're getting out of bed and that's your Everest, lift the blanket, put your feet on the floor. And if that's all you can do today, then stick to your plan for the next three, four days, small steps. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, just a quick point. Like, um, a lot of people ask me, oh, do you, the motivation to work out this, that, and the other. And I immediately say, hey, do you, did you forget to brush your teeth today? Because hmm. it, it really, it's like brushing my teeth now. Yeah. But as a child, it wasn't. Hmm. So when you're a baby or a toddler or a four-year-old, how do you get to brush your teeth? I, I've been doing it with my daughter. She's almost five now. Yeah. Right. But it, it was a struggle at the beginning. Yeah. But you keep doing it over and over and over. And now, shit, I go, hey, Aria, can you go brush your teeth, please? Yeah. There, there you go. Done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right now, another famous Canadian runner and one of my all-time heroes, uh, a man that you will definitely hear his name lots ringing in your ears, a man called Terrence Stanley Fox, is quoted as saying, how many people ever get a chance to do something that they really believe in? I know that you've had some battles and you've had some ups and downs, but how blessed do you feel to be able to do these runs and then that big one in 2025? I mean, the universe is throwing you some real big curveballs, my brother, but you seem to be getting there and this opportunity to race it. Are there some days when you're running, you just go... I've nailed it. There must be. I don't know, man. Like lately, when I'm on some of these runs, I get an overwhelming sense of joy. Mm -hmm. I start smiling sometimes. Yeah. And I'm getting to a point where I think I'm understanding what self transcendence means, where I'm actually understanding my place in the world, right? Where I feel like I've understand, I, I'm getting to understand my purpose and my small little contribution to the world is this one little thing, and and is that's fine. I just need to, as long as I understand that, then it's 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 good, right? So um, I feel, I feel honestly, man, honestly, if I'm being fully full disclosure and I've, like speaking from the heart. I know this is going to be massive mm. because it just feels like everything is trending in that direction mm -hmm. for the entire planet. Mm. It just feels like everyone's been dealing with the mental health stuff, the pandemic and first responders. It seems like just everyone's paying attention now. And, you know, I feel in 2025, I will be harking on um, Terry Fox. I'm going to do the exact same route that he did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dip my foot in the mm -hmm. same ocean that he did, take the exact same picture. Yeah. I'm going to use a lot of that because that's inspirational to me. Yeah. A guy who was, what he, was he, like 20 years old? Mm -hmm. He cancer, lost a leg, and he made a commitment to run across this country or Canada. At that age, he was from BC as well. And he, um, he ran a marathon a day on one leg mm. Mm. a marathon a day on one leg shit man i can run 50k on both yeah right so if he, if he can do it on one leg i can fucking do sorry uh, i get 
No, no, no you're good. That, well, I don't know but, passion. That's all good. Yeah. But 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 if 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 he can do 50k on one leg, I could fucking do 120, 115 on two, right? Yeah. And there's been 40 years since he's been around. 40 years of education. 40 years of nutrition. 40 years of supplementation. 40 years of understanding training. Fuck yeah, I can destroy that. If I can't, then I'm useless. Mm-hmm. He did it when there was no fucking education around it, man. And yeah. he just up and did it with his buddy in a van. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had no support until he passed Quebec, which is a far distance. It's yeah. bigger than Australia. Yeah. Right? He yeah. had to cross a distance with no fanfare. No one gave a shit about him. Yeah. And he still kept moving. Until he made it on Ontario where people recognized him. Then things blew up. But then he passed away shortly thereafter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm amped up right now just talking about it. Yeah, I can tell. That's good. So some people uh, have an idea that to run across Canada, they say if you start on the west coast of Canada, uh, running a marathon a day, you're running for about 140 days. Does that sound about right to you? So a marathon a day would be about, yeah, it'd be about 140. So I'd have to do like 112 kilometers a day to do it in 65 days. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of how I worked it out as well, right? So one of the things that will play a huge factor for you, not so much in New Zealand, because uh, we have wet winters here, we don't have snow apart from a couple of places, is yeah. the, the the cold. Uh, yeah. uh, people, when I show them pictures of me walking around in Calgary at minus 33, are like, are you insane? Um, yeah. But what dates are you looking at in 2025 to start? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to do it in the cold. No, I understand <laughs> and, that. I mean, and you also got to keep in mind, like the weather here, yeah, let's say if it's warm, but there's going to be portions throughout Canada where I'm in the mountains, so it's going to be cold no matter what. Mm-hmm. So... I'll, I'll probably kick off like April, May, May, maybe probably most likely May. If, if, if the goal is the record, let's say if we say 65 days, but you want to keep it like maybe a tentative 90 day schedule, just in case if anything goes wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. you have a 90 day period from May and then August. I mean, that's sufficient. Like, and the weather will be nice. It might be too hot in yeah. certain areas, like hitting around 40 degrees, uh, 35, 40, but whatever. Look, the, the reality is this. I'm going to break a leg. I'm going to tear a muscle. I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to be starving. I'm going to be whatever. It doesn't matter. Snow, rain, sleet, doesn't matter. It's going to suck. Yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least you're a realist, you know, it's like, it, it will, it will suck. But if you, like you said, and like we've spoken about in this podcast, if you keep embracing that grind, you've done this in jujitsu, you've done it in bodybuilding. It's, it's a mental game. What's the one thing? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. What's the one thing, Sash, that yeah. is a creature comfort that's going to accompany you on your trip? Like Ice cream. One... <laughs> Gold. I thought you were going to say something like a favorite pillow or something else like that. Um, no, right. I, I love ice cream, man. I'm being, I, I got to actually start eating less uh, less dairy now because I'm switching over, right? So I got to start eating more of like that coconut ice cream and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That's all good, right? Now, I know you... <laughs> I know you've started filming some of your training. Like you said, you can have a documentary crew on your trip with you for 2025. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, uh, is that going to put a bit more pressure on you? Do you think or not? Or you won't even be worried about it. You'd just be focused on what you're doing and they so, can film. Yeah, so we're, we're starting the filming already. So we're, we're, we're going to track the entire journey starting like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to film as much as we can in the next three, four years. And then, whatever we can get edit down and then create a film um to and this is what we want to do 
um, we want to showcase obviously the the um, the feat of doing it, mm -hmm. um, showing where I came from, and then with the guidance and support of many people around me, what is achievable. So not so much, oh, I'm a badass. Look at me, I can run across Canada. No, yeah. it's um, I couldn't have done any of this with the people that are around me that are supporting and helping me. Mm -hmm. And without their support, none of this could happen. And without their support, we wouldn't be able to reach as many people as we're reaching. So the story is the collective, not me running uh, across Canada. That's just the, you know, the 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 way of telling the story. Mm -hmm. But I think I think um, when I watch Fourteen Peaks, which was a phenomenal movie, very motivational and inspirational, yeah. uh, I think there were a few gaps in that film that I want to exploit. And I think that it could have been done better, so we will do it better. Nice. Uh, tell me you're keeping hold of all your training journals as well, because there's got to be a book in it somewhere as well. Yeah, so there's a few things here. Uh, there might be multiple books I'm thinking of. Um, yes, everything's being logged. Every meeting that I have with any of my friends through Zoom are being recorded, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, man, I'm like, uh, I have a... I've been taking pictures of every on every single run I'm on, right? And just personal things that I'm doing, like um, just you know when I'm when I'm on a run, I'm I'm trying to be more mindful now, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be aware and be in the moment, and 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 something that I've struggled with a lot, and I'm doing this a lot more now. And what's been helping me is when I run and I see a beautiful scene, I purposely stop mm -hmm. and I take a picture of it. So uh, what I was thinking, because now I'm starting to accumulate a lot of these just beautiful pictures. And I'm starting to think, you know, when I'm running across Canada, I'm going to obviously take a lot of pictures of this country that are mm -hmm. going to be very beautiful. Mm. So I'll probably make a book of photography, um, of pictures of me running across this country, whatever that looks like, maybe just pictures and with some blurbs or maybe a story. Who knows? I don't know. But there's going to be some you know, positivity out of that too, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, not wrong. Right, now, we're almost up for our time, so I, we've got a lot of listeners that are going to want to help and support you. Um, awesome. And I'm, I'm going to say join the collective, but they're already in the collective if they're listening yeah. to us, so that's all good. Yeah. Uh, they just don't realise it yet. Um, what's your social media handles, Sasha? Sure. So I have, my website is um, suchinmotion.com, and mm -hmm. my Instagram handle is at Sach. S-A-C-H dot in dot motion. And um, I uh, just quickly, I want to mention the the charity that I'll, I'll be supporting uh, this year and most likely into the future. The charity is called Honor House. It's mm -hmm. a local charity here in British Columbia, and they support all veterans, all first responders, all current military staff as well. So that includes even firefighters, customs immigration, um, everybody right and paramedics and any one of them with occupational stress injuries um so the money that i'm trying to generate for this year is thirty thousand dollars and a hundred percent of that money will go towards on our ranch which is a ranch that they're um they have in the interior of british columbia where they're building 10 cabins and it, they'll have cutting edge treatment for occupational stress injuries for anyone who applies to get in. And it'll be once they get uh, approved, they can just go. And when they go, 
the families can stay with them as well for your charge. So that's where the money is going to be going just to finish the building of these. And the, um, the people that would be, you know, um, going to these would be like, you know, higher risk individuals. Um, you know, uh, a friend of ours out East, uh, in, 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 in Ontario could be a potential candidate, you know, if someone may be suffering from, uh, suicidal tendencies or ideology or whatever, perfect place is, uh, that range. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money's going. And, um, I'll also be, re- um, filming them and also posting on my Instagram stories about, uh, what they do up there and, and, and the facility itself. So, yeah, noble. I, I want to make sure I said that before. Nah, there's nothing wrong with it. Noble cause, noble effort. Amazing man, Sachin Letty. Sachin, I'm going to be up in Vancouver next year, probably. Uh, yep. The coconut ice cream is on me, brother, when we meet up. All right? Yes. <laughs> I, I'll be eating dairy, but I'm sorry. I hate to do that. Hey, whatever, man. I'll take you out for a few coffees. We'll go for a couple of coffee. You didn't tell me what kind of coffee you like drinking anyway. Long black. Yeah. All just, right. There we go. Yeah, just a straight black. So all good. All right. Take care. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. Uh, you're an inspiration to us all. Um, and we look forward to joining you on the run. Take care, my friend. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favor and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Coppuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.